double drops and lariats from the top rope. You can't cope. The effing wrestling podcast in the house. Now that's dope. Starcade and SummerSlam all rolled into one. Drop kick, sleeper hoes, one, two, three, done. Whole mics like Mean Gene and Gordon Soli. I'm Ricky the Dragon Steamboat with that Crockett Trophy. So listen closely as we approach the final hour in an instant. Hands raised, crowds phase without the time limit. Effing wrestling podcast with that ultimate finish. Suplex, now you end it. Yes! Yes! Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show! Let's go! What's up, what's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to another edition of FN Wrestling. FN Wrestling. Case, what's up, homeboy? Not much, Jr. How are you doing good, sir? Can't complain, baby. Woo! It has been a solid week of wrestling, if I may say so myself. And you know what? Another Grand Slam episode of AEW. Which, come on, man. It's the best wrestling program out there right now, I gotta say. They just hit their one-year anniversary. Wrestling program? Yeah. It's the, it's the best. I mean, okay. For, for having one year. For having for Dynamite being on the air for one year. Does this this past Wednesday was that was Dynamite's one-year anniversary? Yeah. All the titles were on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they had all their main talent out there. Yep. And for being a fledgling company, they've built a lot of talent while maintaining the talent that came in with it. I feel like Cody Rhodes has really become the star he was always meant to be and also used this to propel himself very well, but already came in with a lot of momentum and is, he's the face, man. He, he is the face of AEW. Yeah. Um, I think the Bucks are really about to come into themselves in like being heels, being the super kit party ta- uh, tag team heel group, maybe even the trifecta with Kenny Omega going back to the cleaner format. Right. But um... dominate. But I get, I mean, it's the better, it's the more fun show. It's the more entertaining show. Yeah. It's a, it's a throwback to different stories. Yeah. It's the more entertaining show. Yes. Um, They have to clean up some of the stuff though. I mean, some of the refereeing, some of the tag team refereeing is really bad. Um, They do kind of high, big. They've done a good job. Let me finish. They do, they do kind of big high spots and stuff for no reason. Um, the match, the mat, for no reason, and, and that causes the matches to be out of sync and kind of wonky finishes because they'll do crazy high spots, but kick out from those. And I just don't what? understand it sometimes. But yes, I am more entertained by AEW. Yes, the wrestling is cleaner. The refereeing is cleaner in NXT by far. But yes, AW is the better show. I'm not going to deny that. I don't know, man. I I, I, I I disagree. I agree that they have to get tighter with tag teams, but I think for the most part they've have, you know, ever since um, FTRs come in and really force the rules, I think they've gotten better across Those the board. With the matches friends. with FTR, I, yeah. Yeah, I think, the, uh, I think the main culprits for that is the Lucha Bros. They're notorious for that across the board, and that's not like making up for it, but they are the ones who do the high spots that you mentioned, like especially Ray Phoenix will come in. Yeah. And that's a lot of Young Bucks wrestling as well, of coming in of here's a spot more than there is the logistics for it because it looks cool. And it um and it's and it's that style. It's even called, I believe, like they call it Deadpool wrestling because it is so like ref self-referential to that. But I mean, that's New Japan as well. I mean, that's where and that's where they made their name from. Yeah. Is that air of fantasy of uh it's like in video games where 
you know, you can get hit enough times and you'll just stagger mm-hmm. with your days. And that's kind of something that happens in wrestling, especially with in Young Butt matches and New Japan matches. And I think I think that's one thing you're referencing is you have this moment of disbelief of how dazed is this wrestler to be able to have you get perched, set, and pounce and attack within the same moments. And when I say high spots, yeah, I do mean that somewhat. But okay, in the Moxley and Lance Archer match, yeah. Archer uh, goes the main through event a, this past Wednesday. Yes. Archer goes through a table, I believe, right? He did some DD. No. Yes. Then gets back in. They get back in the ring, then goes through a paradigm shift also, and then kicks out. Like, yeah. Well, really? right. I'm then, so, so then he loses the match on the backslide. I, I don't want to 180 this, but Lance, it just because you mentioned Lance Archer, because he is a, he's a strange case in wrestling because he's a big guy. Because I'm not over with Lance Archer. I'm with you on this. I, I I'm not. Oh. I'm not. I'm just talking about the mat, the spot. Oh no, no. that no, that absolutely, spot, absolutely. It it discredits the spot of him going through the table. No, it, it does. And but like, his finisher. I, I know, but it it ta- it plays into a bigger thing of Lance Archer is a weird case of how do you build a monster and defeat constantly? Because he's not at the spot to be world champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's agreeing with you of going, hey man, I do not think Lance Archer is world champion material. I'm not even. I'm, yes, right. Oh, I know what you're saying, but it's that, it's that weird thing of having, I get that, but you're trying to keep him looking strong and as a monster though, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the role he plays in the company. He's a beast. He's a monster. He comes he in and kills be. everything. He should be, yeah. Well, no, and, but They've that's done a poor job of building him up. Yeah, now. and that's what I'm saying is he's this yeah. weird thing of having to keep him strong in defeat and in doing so because he has to lose. He's not going to beat John Mossley for the world title. But how do they, how do they keep him strong by I him do. kicking out of that stuff, but he's not smart and strong enough to kick out of a backslide. I mean, well, no, I mean it just falls into it. I mean, I'm not saying it's like the how, best thing in the world, that's, that's but I'm just saying I'm it about. is this decimation of. It's like the same thing we talked about with Cody Rhodes and getting squashed by Brody Lee all those weeks ago. It has more to do with yeah, Cody's for like 20 consecutive weeks defended the belt every week. That damage is going to be retained match after match after match. So Brody can come in fresh and just destroy him. Mm-hmm. You do this thing of going, hey, it's each move takes a bit out of him. You have um, you have him go through a DDT onto a table. You have him take the paradigm shift. You have him take uh, John Motsley's. I don't know what the name of his new submission move is. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Am I saying it's the best book thing in the world? No, I'm not. Am I saying is it definitive? I'm just saying no. they need to clean that kind of stuff up before it can but be called but the take best. Out. That's wrestling across the board, though. I mean, finishers mean nothing in wrestling nowadays yeah. across the board. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's I think that's I think that's not just an AEW thing. I think that's wrestling in general. You know what I would say? I say weak finishers need the f out of my wrestling. I agree with that. Um, because no, I agree with you. But again, I think it it plays. I think that problem plays into a bigger issue with a character like. Um, I agree with you. It's 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 weird. I don't want to. It every time I think about the issue, it's bigger and bigger with AEW. They have such a stacked roster right now of very talented people, but almost not enough room to make them all grow right now. There's, you have to build a title by having people hold it. You have to have definitive reigns. And that goes with longevity and that goes with storylines and story arcs. People have to have, have defenses. John Motsley has the misfortune of being the COVID champion. Like he's has empty arenas, so you don't get any pops for it. You don't have these 
proper builds um, for the audiences to pay off for his for his title wins. And you almost have to give pay-per-view style matches away on weekly television nowadays, it feels. Yeah. And I and I just agree, Lance Archer is nowhere near. I can list five people right now who could be world champion in, in AEW. And Lance Archer wouldn't even make the 10 people I wouldn't want I want to list after the five people who could be champion. Right. He's just not there, but he's booked to be a monster. I don't see it. <clears throat> I like his finishing. I, mean, I, I like I like it. I like Lance Archer. I just I just don't like what they've done with him so far. That's I didn't I mean. like him in New Japan. I haven't liked him in anything I've seen in AEW. I see the character. They've given him Jake the Snake, which is a great mouthpiece to have. Yeah. I don't know if he's someone who needs a mouthpiece per se, but mm-hmm. they're, they're certainly they're certainly giving giving him the rub. I don't want to say it's the same thing as when they gave um, Sean Spears Tully Blatcher and it just did not pan out, but yeah. it's kind of seen that way because Lance Archer is not world champion. He's not beaten that, but you need to keep him looking strong because he, he is a, he's a good sign from new Japan. Yeah. But again, it does play into that idea of what's a finisher if it doesn't finish a match. Yeah. But the finisher is like, <clears throat> but there's a lot of little stuff that AEW, but it, they're well on their way. Shit, they're one year, one one year in into it. They're one year in, so far ahead of what any expectations I thought they were gonna have. Uh, one year in, I they had four, much... but but like um, they there's some stuff they gotta clean. The refereeing, like even in the FTR that tag match, like um, when they were outside the ring, they had to be outside the ring for at least forty seconds. Had to be. Had yeah. To be. I mean that that's the kind of that's that's the kind of stuff I like. That's like clean it up a little bit. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. it's still great. But it's great. It's it the, the stories <laughs> are there, the characters are there. That's what gets me, man. Is I mean, take out you also had Chris Jericho and MJF who they're booking Hill versus Hill, which is almost it's harder to book Hill versus Hill than it is to book face versus face, I feel. Because mm-hmm. at least face versus faces, it's two people going, I respect you and I respect you, but we're going to see who's the best. Yeah. And heel versus heel is like going, Hey, man, I think you're all right. I'm going to try to stab you in the back the first chance mm-hmm. I get. Mm-hmm. And now you have, you have, you have Chris <clears throat> Jericho fighting fun, arguably man. Chris Jericho 20 years ago. Right. Like in MJF and just how they, they talk to one another the way they cut promos back and forth with one another. You and almost and see as far M- as on the microphone, MJF might even be more superior. I think Chris so. was at 24. I, I think MJF's the, the best talker in wrestling right now. I know that's been said and we've covered that back and forth a number of times. You think who is, who'd you say? I think MJF's one of the best. I think he's the best. MJF talker is one of the best. Right yeah. 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 He's one of the best. I, I'd say, I'd say right now, no one can for sure. He improvs. Like all that stuff is just either like, I don't know if I don't know if he pre-writes or if it's all top of his head or whatnot, but that's all him. And he's just mm-hmm. he knows his character so through and through and so well that watching him is like watching any great performance. He yeah. just happens to do it in a scarf and mm-hmm. knee pads and 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 a and a onesie and he wrestles. Right. And that's about Speaking it. Speaking of microphones, Eddie Kingston is gold on the microphone, right? Oh man. <laughs> Say what you want about the ending. It led to that awesome. The, the the end of the John Moxley uh, um, 
Archer mats might have mm-hmm. not fit for you, but it led to Eddie Kingston coming to the rescue, yeah. which led to him cutting another brilliant promo. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's so weird, man. Eddie Kingston has such a legacy, and he's worked with everyone. He has a story with everybody. I have all these people we know and have heard of, but I've never heard of Eddie, Eddie Kingston until now. Right. It's and, I, it's crazy, and, I feel like, right? and I feel like that's such a disservice to him. I don't know where right. he's been or what he's wrestled on. I've heard about so much indie stuff and I've, I've, you know, you think, you know, something even like scratch the surface well. Mm-hmm. And then you don't hear about certain people who've apparently been, been journeyman with everyone you do know. It's weird. Right. It's strange. I love it, man. I love it. Cause it's, it's the story is real. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. did, they were on the road. They did all come in together. They were on the roads together. Yeah. And it's real, like this shit's real, and you got a little realism in, in wrestling is good, man. I love it. Oh man, it's what's making uh, not to hop over. I, I want, I would like to keep over with AEW, but um, so it's what's making Roman Reigns feel so good right now. Yeah. After so many years yeah. of stagnation of trying to smile and be the face and be the good yeah. guy, it's finally breaking off and being. He's the it. heel, but he's not like the evil heel or the vicious heel. He's just right. the. Aforementioned, I'm finally taking the reins of what my career is. Like this is this is where my career should be. I should yeah. be this tribal I'm, I'm, chief. I'm the tribal chief. Like I, I should be the head of this Samoan family in yeah. wrestling. I'm gonna take my place right now. Yeah. I love this shit. I love and it. yeah, dude, it, it just feels very real every time he does anything. The 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 rivalry he has with uh is it, is it Jay Uso right now yeah. is putting them both over, man. Jay really feels like his own wrestler. I, mm-hmm. I it's gonna be weird when uh, Jimmy comes back if they reform the because I want him to reform the Usos with. I want Roman. them to all get together though. I want all the Samoans all, together. All, all one big giant Samoan. All one big and the bloodline, and they're all called the bloodline. Oh, oh, if you recall our factions episode, factions episode, we're gonna have to do another factions episode. That, that was that a lot of fun. fun. It was a lot of fun. I want to rebook. We well, our next one has to be. Hey, spoiler audience. The next one's going to be when we do uh, who we think should be champions. Yeah, I think that'd be fun if we just take every belt and go. Who do we think should uh, be the current holder and why? That's cool. That'd be fun. That might That's be next week. Who might knows? Do that they might do that. Um, NXT was a good show. NXT was good. Dude, NXT like you said, NXT has the has really good ring work. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They are they're leaving money on the table, not having Hammer Grimes be uh be be a champion yet it's coming it's oh it, i mean it's coming in a north american champion all day long yeah it's coming. and then up to the main you know what the sad thing is cameron grimes is a perfect european champion perfect think about i mean think about 100%. him i mean and that's a retired belt it hasn't yeah. it hasn't been featured in years but mm-hmm. that belt was around for someone like cameron grimes to be champion yeah, yeah. it's like the european champion it's like the third tier belt Yep. It meant something. It could get you great. like first match or like third match. It's great, it's great for kind of not not a gimmick. It's great for a gimmick. Yeah, you know what I mean? great for a gimmick. Great for a gimmick. Um, sure. Absolutely, I agree with that. But yeah, but um, something else from NXT. Yep. That was really big. They brought back my favorite WCW pay per view event of all time. Halloween Havoc's coming back. Hell yeah. Being hosted by Shotzi Blackheart. That's your girl. I got a thing for scary women. I can I say I can't help What's myself. Wrong with that? Um, and she has green hair and the and the and the and the and the devil horns on her helmet. She's all tattooed up. She's, she's getting herself she's, over, man. She's getting herself. She's over. a good host for it, man. She really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, 
I'm a little weird though because it's it's strange. It's I mean because NXT has been doing doing the WCW ones. They had um, Great American Bash. Mm-hmm. It feels weird for NXT to do this because Fiend is the perfect character for something like this. <clears throat> and I just don't feel like he would show up at NXT for this. But I can see no, 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 no. He ain't gonna say nothing. He ain't gonna. He should, yeah. but I don't think I don't think he, he'll ever. I don't think he'll see NXT. I don't think he'll ever do anything. No, like I mean because it wouldn't fit anywhere because he would just be showing up. But he it, should though. He should be just terrorizing all organs, all of them. He dude, should just terrorize all of them. I I love the fiend. That's why I got into wrestling as this this giant character and Bray Wyatt's playing it great as in the Firefly Funhouse. But if I could just rebook anything, I'd want to rebook the fiend. They've already messed it up, so so the fans shouldn't care they're about trying, the title. Uh, they're trying with Alexa Bliss. I, I'm really digging that. I'm I'm fine with that, man. <clears throat> like this whole spin when they're both hitting the uh, sister Abigail, and I don't quite know how she's going to come in with it, but mm-hmm. it's just working for me. I'm, I'm yeah. here to see what it is. You know me. I'm I'm a fan of long term long term storytelling, right? And that's mm-hmm. what this has been. It's just like there's been hints. We're we're working through it. We're in these early stages, and we're finally about to just see a payoff of something that's been talked about a couple of years now. Yeah. Something else to talk about in wrestling news. What's that? We'll get back to this. There's something to go back to. Uh, small little addendum. Hiro uh, Ibushi has won the A block of the G1 Climax. So we now see who wins the B block, and then we'll know who's going to go on to, I think, most likely face Naito. Wow. And so that should be pretty cool. And this is Abushi's third time getting to the finals in a row. And that makes him the first man to ever do that. Damn. That dude's incredible, man. Dude, for his age and the that shape he's incredible. in and the moves he hits and like the fact he's in New Japan where everything just about like is about decimating your face and your neck. He's he's uber talented. But I'm uh, sorry, that was that was that was getting off. I want to get no, back no, to no. this. No, no, no. It was written to Halloween Havoc. And they introduced something else that's a strange stipulation to bring back because it was only featured a long time ago in WCW. Right. And that is the spin the wheel, make the deal. Spin the wheel, make the deal, baby. Jared, do you remember anything about the spin the wheel, make the deal? Not, I mean, I remember it being really bad. It did not go over well. Um, I do remember that. And that's about it. It, uh... Yeah, spin the wheel made the deal. So they, they brought that back to get all, all the all the uh, all the major rivalries something really to do. Yeah, and it seems to be a repeat for um, a lot of the uh, the last uh, last NXT matches. I feel so I'm not right. quite sure about that myself. Uh, one second, my pulling some something up right here. So the last time I think it was done was '92 Halloween Havoc for WCW <clears> when they right. did spin the wheel made the deal. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. I mean, I'm glad they're bringing. I'm glad they're bringing it back, though. It's it's going to be you know a fun I mean? stipulation. I hope it works well. I know. I know what Johnny Gargano and mm. Damian Priest are using it for their match, mm. which is for the North American title. I believe Io Shirai and Candice LeRae are using it for their match for the NXT Women's title. I think that's the only two times it's being used. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, wait. I mean, that was it. Was so there was. Well, there's like so many Sting options. There's like ladder match. There's blindfold against, match. Uh, what'd you say? There's like so many different weird stipulations for it. There's a blindfold. There's the first blood. There's Inferno. There's so many just different weird options for it. And Sting, I remember Sting went up against uh, 
somebody in a stipulation match. It was like a a glove or hold on something. The the coal miners glove match. That's what it was. No, I thought that was. I think that was the Rockers. I know that from. Um, no, nah, Sting. Look, well, hold on. Let me Google it up. No, no. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Hold on. Yeah, hit me with that, man. Sting. I'm pretty sure because he beat uh, Ricky Morton and. Uh, Ricky Morton and Al Snow had a very famous uh, coal miners. Jake coal. Roberts. Sting beat Jake Roberts in the coal miners glove match. Oh, it's spin the wheel, make the deal. Yep. Hmm. Halloween cool. Havoc '92. Yep. Sting beat Jake Roberts. Ron, Siren, Ron Simmons beat the Barbarian. Nice. Ricky Steamboat beat Brian Pillman. Hey. And Vader beat uh, Nikita Koloff. So here, so here's the stipulations that are on the NXT spin the wheel, make the deal. Okay. They have, as you just mentioned, coal miners glove match, a trick or street fight, <laughs> blindfold match, a casket match, which is just perfect for Halloween Havoc. Yeah. A chambers of horror match, a biker's chain match, a buried alive match. A Devil's Playground match, a Boiler Room Brawl, Shotzi's Choice, and a Weapons Wild match. It's gonna be those a are all show, gonna be, man. Yeah, those it's are all going to be a part of it, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm hoping for a very big set. I'm hoping for a crazy spectacle. I want a graveyard. I want the giant mm-hmm. blow-up demon. I want a big, I want a big blow-up yeah. pumpkin with Halloween Havoc. Right. Looks like it's cut into it. Yeah. I mean, this was my favorite WCW pay-per-view event. Finally coming back, mm-hmm. let's make a big deal out of it, man. Let's like, let's make it look spooky. Yeah, it's gonna be. Cool, I think Rhea man. Ripley has a match at there as well, and poor Finn Balor, poor NXT. Maybe they'll yeah, figure man, out what to do with their world champion. Yeah. I guess there'll be a world title match. Maybe there'll be a um, a new. They're doing that tournament for it, for the um, number one for the title or something, right? I do believe. I think that's an AEW. They're doing a number one contender title. I don't know what's going on in its D right now for, okay. for their title. Yeah, does AEW is doing a a, a, tur- a bracket tournament for um, a number one contender shot at John Moxley? Oh yeah, that's which, right. I got the mixed up. That's right. Uh, and that one looks all um, thrown for a uh, for uh, Kenny Omega to win. Yeah, the guy's just known for tournament wins. So I mean, he's like I think the first person <clears throat> to win the. I think he's the first person to win the G one climax back to back. Or he's the first non-Japanese wrestler to win it back to back, I believe. Oh, okay. Word up. So look, so this week we gonna we got a guest waiting in the waiting room. He's been very patient as we very patient. Brand, very patient. Brand. So this week we told him we five missing? minutes and I don't know how long. Yeah, been, yeah. We've been going almost 30. Cool. So um, so this week we mentioned it before. We um I had the idea, I had the idea of wrestling, you know what I mean? Sometimes gets a bad rap. You know what I mean? Not a, so it's lost a lot of fans, or people won't watch it because they hear stuff, bad stuff about it, or whatever. So here at FN Wrestling, I wanted to do our part to, you know what I mean, gain some new fans to, to, to bring to some somebody's more, horizon. Yeah, you know what I mean. To bring some more eyes wrestling. to the product. You know what I mean. Bring some more eyes on it, yeah. and let them let them see, and let them decide. You know what I mean. So, without further ado. F and wrestling brings you making a mark. What if I told you that there are people who don't watch wrestling? 
people who can't suspend their disbelief. People who are ashamed to say they watch wrestling. We are here to change that. We are making a mark. Isaiah, welcome to Effing Wrestling. Yeah, man. No, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks for being a part of it all. Yeah, man. Thanks for ma- taking the time and uh, and coming down to discuss some uh, some effing wrestling. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for opening your mind again, cause um, so Isaiah, give your backstory about you know wrestling, about you know what I mean. Where, yeah, man. What do you fan, know about it? What, 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 you know what you, you know? Did you watched a little bit years ago, right? Was you were talking about that a couple of days ago. Yeah, so I basically I grew up watching it like I, um when I was like six I saw uh, Ric Flair in North Carolina, so like I used to be a pretty big fan, but then Most you know that, yeah, <laughs> but I kind of just kind of like fell off of it because like after the Attitude Era ended I was just kind of like over it. I don't know. I, I just couldn't really get into it because they lost the edginess to it. Um, I'm right there with you. Like right when Stone Cold Steve Austin shook Vince McMahon's hand. And I forget that was I think that was WrestleMania 15, but I'm probably wrong about that. Uh, but right when Stone Cold Steve Austin shook Vince McMahon's hand and ended the Attitude Area, I kind of yeah. just also I'm kind of over this. This is strange. For me, stuff- it was a little bit after that. It was like after uh, John Cena basically became like a uh, Super Cena, like yeah. when he first started showing the signs of it. <laughs> um that's when i was kind of done because i john cena used to be like one of my favorite here uh not heroes um superstars and um so after that i was just kind of like yeah because i only like the heels anyway i don't really like the good guys right so attaboy yeah, <laughs> yeah. so after the that wrestling is all about the heels when it comes to wrestling <laughs> yeah but yeah so after that i was just kind of over it and like you said when stone cold what was it? The brand split was kind of my first uh, breakaway from it because I didn't get the channel that SmackDown went to. And so I wasn't going to be able to see some of my favorites. And I was like, oh, I like The Undertaker went to SmackDown, which was on some channel I did not get. I yeah. cannot remember which one it was. So I didn't get that channel. Right. Um, so I can't see The Undertaker. I'm kind of out. This, is, <laughs> this isn't for me. Yeah, I don't understand. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and we're back. That's cool, man. I'm glad. Um, that's so you've already got a little piece. So you know, you know about wrestling. You know what it's about. You know what I mean, and all that good stuff. Understand the world of it and the concept, yeah. right? Yeah. So now, like, um, we want to get you back into it. We want to get you to the pick a show. You can pick a show. Of the four main shows are Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW. Um, <clears throat> are you familiar with AEW at all? Like, do you know? Who runs it? All the all this kind of stuff, just from what you hear me talk about at work. Um, <laughs> sort of, kinda, yeah. Uh, I yeah. think that's the one that has uh, Orange Cassidy on it, right? That it does. Look at, yeah, look yeah. That. that is the one with yeah. Orange Cassidy. That is the one with that Orange dude, Cassidy. That dude, that dude's entertaining from like clips I've seen of him. Yeah, um, yeah. He, but he is. He's pretty Run great. Yeah, he's real good. He, I, he's he, very he could easily be a TNT World Champion. <laughs> easily, and let no. me tell you. When you watch, when you, can't when you start that. watching more AEW, if that's the one you choose, Isaiah, you'll right. see you'll see uh, you'll see Orange Cassidy being great, being championship material. He He's great. I don't. I mean, it'll it'll totally discredit the world championship. I think. I didn't say Orange world. I said, I said TNT. I said TNT. 
Oh, TNT champion. I could see not world champion, but okay, yeah, yeah, not world champion, but TNT. I could, I could roll with that. I could roll with that. I feel like the more gimmicky Mm. guys can get that belt. Okay. You know, it will keep the team. It will keep the world title lights. It will keep the sanctity of the world title there, while still having these guys who are ridiculously over. It's like the same thing with um. I don't know. It's like a belt for Rusev. That's not the twenty four seven title. Like it's it's like twenty eight. 24-7 title, get the F out of my oh, rest. good. For a second, I thought you were going to defend it. Yeah, no. Isaiah, there's this belt no. in Raw and SmackDown oh. that's called the 24-7 title. It looks <laughs> looks disgusting because it's, it's the great. worst belt you'll ever see in your life. You remember R-Truth? Yeah. R-Truth, he's the 24-7 champion. Title. R-Truth is great. He's great at it. He's he's perfect for that title for sure. Like for something I I really despise in wrestling, it it's held by someone I have such high regard for. Yeah. Because he's a good wrestler. Hey, Archie's a good worker. He can wrestle. Yeah. He can. But man, when he when he's being funny, he's even better. Yeah. Definitely. He's entertaining. For sure. Yeah. And that's all we want. We want I want you to we want you to be entertained and open your mind. And give the time in of just watching the show, and um, just you know what I mean. Ask questions about it. We'll get you and back that, on next week. See what you thought about the show or whatever for the week. You know what I mean. If I had to choose like one of the newer guys that I thought was pretty interesting, it'd probably be Roman Reigns. He seems like a, yeah, they're doing great. He's got things a good story going right on now. right now, man. His whole oh, kind of like persona is pretty interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. and right now they're pushing mm-hmm. him as like. The uber strong um, heel. He's world. Like he's Samoan, a he's like champion. a Samoan leader now. Like it's good okay. shit yeah. going on. Right That's they're, they're really building them, dude. I, I feel like maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but we'll get Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania. It might be coming. That's a dumb point. It might be coming for sure. They're gonna wait until the union audience is back. Yeah. That's that's is a this money match. Before or after The Rock runs for president? <laughs> well, I mean, so he could. He's he gonna do the debates while doing this. <laughs> That that's dude, what's going to be. Dude is so popular. Well, no, no, that's going to be his campaign trail. Is he's going to do this everywhere they like he goes and does Raw or does SmackDown. He's going to do a presidential debate and rally. It's yeah, really yeah, great. Yeah. Hell yeah! Word up. So, um, so which show, which show you think you want to choose, or do you want to? What you think? I think I'll like watch them all, like the first week. You know, just to sample. You know what I mean? Because I. I mean, shit, that's ambitious. Yeah. I don't want you to get overwhelmed. It's a lot of wrestling, oh, yo. I mean, because it's only, it's like one show of each per week, right? Um, Yeah. It's kind of your pick. It just kind of, our, our main idea was like the uh, the guest who comes on, our, our Mark, our, who is being made, uh, would pick one and kind of follow the plot lines for like, say, four weeks. Like, say, the course of a okay. month and yeah. see if by that time, plot lines have enticed them to keep watching or if they want to go if they still like wrestling now if they want to go try the other products Mm -hmm. okay because yeah um i'm not necessarily sure about what plot lines are going on in any of them i don't i don't want to like discredit any of them by like i'll tell you what like one that i and then not giving another one a shot so right i think i'm like gonna look at like like go with nxt and AEW. Okay. You can go with both of those. Yeah, those okay. are your best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do that, and then I'll and, pick whichever one I like the best out of them. And they both have a very strong YouTube presence. Yeah. So, like, because uh, AEW is a YouTube channel, you can pretty much find highlights for their entire match every week from there. 
Yeah. Um, I was watching. I was watching highlights this morning at work. I mean, no. before work. <laughs> and you said your brother yes. now. You, I said your brother is a wrestling fan, right? Yeah. Like he's so he has the watches. network, so you can catch some NXT on the network. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Absolutely, perfect. man. Yeah. And so they- AEW and NXT. You know, we'll have you. We'll get you back on next week. You know, we'll see what you think about it, man. And NXT would be really good because, like we were just saying, Jr. They're doing. Um, they're building up to their bid next pay per view event. Their bid, which are takeovers. Their bid yeah. pay per view events, as they are called takeovers, mm-hmm. and they're having takeover Halloween havoc yeah. in a few weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. this show that has this this stipulation Uber thing called spin the wheel, make a deal. And wherever the, it's this wheel, the wrestler spins it. And wherever the ticker stops, you have to um, fight that type of match. Okay. And me and Jay uh, ran them off earlier. Like there's a, there's the, a, ta- a cast it match style. There's a, a blindfold match, a buried alive match, a boiler room match. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just all these different stipulations. And stipulations is the subject of this week's episode, isn't it, JR? Look at, man, I swear, Chase. You are a professional, sir. What you just <laughs> what you just did, that transition was seamless. You know what? It's almost like I watch people do this all day long for a living. There you go. There yeah. you go. But yes, <laughs> stipulations this week. So we're talking about some match stipulations. And since we brought you on to be our making the mark this week, we're also gonna have you on to talk about some of your favorite match stipulations. Yeah, man. And this could be a fun way for you to go. That sounds neat. That sounds cool. What was that? What is right. this? And you know, if something sounds interesting, stop us and we'll and we'll give give a backstory. Yep. Okay. The best. So I'll just can. start off. Look. So I'll throw one out there. One of my one of my favorites, just from all time, because it's a good, just a a good strong showing your good wrestling skills and uh, holds and maneuvers. A good old fashioned submission match. Okay. Loved. I've always loved a good old fashioned submission match. What always shows you who your technical wrestlers are. Like, you yeah. know, um, another another way to phrase those is an I quit match. Or an I quit match. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's another yeah. good way. I mean, and well, you know, actually, those are different. Actually, let me take that back because you can beat someone to the you point of going, somebody, yeah, I quit. Right. I quit. Right. Normally, you Most get them of the in the submission bit. Definitely. But um, yeah, I agree with that, man, because. You know, what was it? Crispin Wall was great at those. Oh, Bret Hart Wall, was great Bret at those. Hart, Pretty much every wrestler that had Stone Cold, of course. I mean, yes. Stone Cold was just taking a beating, though. Oh. And giving a beating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, submission, good old submission matches. I quit matches. Yeah. No, no, what I like, and this is going to go for the far gimmick, and I've never seen it work well outside of the one time like I'm, that's popping in my mind. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania Seven. Mm-hmm. It's Jake the Snake Roberts. Versus the model Rip Martel. Now, now building up to this, you know, all right, the model Rip Martel. Well, he he was a model, and he would come out with this little spray bottle, little spray bottle of perfume, and he would just spray uh, the audience because they were swine and they smelled. Ah, uh, okay. At some point, he had hit Jake in the eye with it and had blinded Jake Roberts in one eye, and he's rocking around. Jake Roberts is walk, rocking around wearing this like solid white contact lens <laughs> to go. I'm blind. blind. So they've built this up where Jake Roberts and Rip Martell are going to have this match at WrestleMania 7, this big blow-off match at the biggest show of the year. Um, what year was night? What year was WrestleMania? Jared, can you look up real quick what year WrestleMania 7 was at? Go ahead, keep talking. I got you. Um, while you do that, thank you very much, man. So, 
so it's this thing where they decided to blindfold match so no one can see jake roberts cuts this amazing promo that opens it you know land of the blind and the one-eyed man can see so they get in the ring and they've decided to put these bags over there 91 91 because i was thinking 92 because if it fell in 92 that's the best year wwe has that's the best classic year of wrestling right but uh this is 91 so another different story entirely so they were wrestling with bags over their heads <laughs> and they can't find each other and they're just shimmying around the ring just trying to like figure out where the other one is so they're holding on to their ropes and just doing these short little burst walks and jake roberts figures out how to find rip martell for this fight he just starts pointing around the ring and the audience is going no or yeah for him until he's like you know it's almost becomes like hot hot hotter cold mm-hmm. cold hot on fire and he finally just attacks and it's one of those like dumb matches that i remember taking it so seriously as a kid watching it so good and now i look so back good. going this is kind of <laughs> okay strange but it works for me because i go with the fantasy and the reality of wrestling Mm-hmm. You have two pros who sell it well. You have Jake Roberts who just oh, made the God, match mean something. The best. It it just worked well for me. So for, for that alone, I can't say it's one of my favorites because I do think it's dumb and you need the right opponents to sell it. But again, wrestling is a beautiful dance. You need the right two people to do it. 100%. Uh, to carry off the steps right. But Jake Roberts versus the Rip model Rip Martell at WrestleMania 7 always will stand with me. It's just one of my favorite gimmick matches that I, I ever saw. In that, in that blindfold match. Word up. I, I just always dug it. That's pretty cool, though. What you got, Isaiah? It, dude, you got it, it one that comes story, to mind, man. Isaiah? It, it, <laughs> well, no. It, it had that great idea, man, that wrestling gets when it's at its best. There's no title on the line. They're not anywhere near the main event. But I that's that match that I remember from that event is going, oh, hey, WrestleMania 7's Rip Martel versus Jay Roberts. They're blindfolded. Mm-hmm. It's really dumb. It's kind of stupid. It's a bit short. Right. But it, you know, I remember that it's like you have this great bit where they point for one another. It ends in the DDT. Sweet. Yeah. I, I blind stink can remember that. Um, well, I've always liked uh, uh, like ladders, tables, and chairs matches. TLC. TLC. Yeah, I've always really liked uh, like anything that Edge was in, anything okay. related to Edge. The like the, our the, superstar. Yeah, because, like, the matches he was in, like, he just didn't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, dude, he, was, he was just right. He threw himself into him yeah. and, and cut his career a little bit short doing it, but yeah. he always sold it very well, man. He was yeah. he was just the guy for it. And, you know, the what great a- trifecta of matches of Edge, Christian, uh, Hardy Boys, and Dudleys that really made that match yeah. synonymous. Yeah. Um, what was it? They they made they made kind of like a, a, like a weaker um, – pay-per-view been off of it that never quite lived up to it but those three man those yeah. three matches were something else definitely what, was what the else have you got anymore that you can think of uh, this is a throwback i don't think they've done this recently yeah i like the uh punjabi prison match wow okay yeah. they, they did bring that one back not too long ago. ago maybe what five four five how do you, four or five years ago? Oh, I don't want three, to think maybe even it. three, four years ago, yo. I like it, I like thinking it was three or four years ago, a lot more than five years ago. Yeah, they brought the great Khali back. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. This guy named Jinder Mahal was, was champ. He was WWE world champion. He had put in the work, man. He was this weird jobber, part of this group named three man band. They were all, they were a boy band joke. And then he had disappeared for a while, put on the, put in the work, came back completely and utterly jacked, like full on physique change. Like if you looked at, look up before and afters of him, it's this guy, he didn't do steroids, but he did something. Cause it's like doesn't even look like the same person. Yeah, he came back and had a he had a Punjabi match, and it was well, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. That you mentioned Randy that's cool. and it, I think it ended with um, the great, great Khali came in. Yeah. Hell yeah! Uh, another one of my favorites is um, is Iron Man matches. Oh, oh yeah, the fucking Iron Man and matches. Loved Iron Man, Man matches. Match. Just, just the the sixty minute matches. You know what I mean? Just the, oh mm. god. Rick Flair, and, Steamboat, you know what I mean? Some of the best matches you'll ever see. Well, Sean versus Brett, WrestleMania 12. I mean, that's not, Sean versus Brett, Sean WrestleMania versus 12. Brett, yes. Just this Goodness utter Brett. rivalry, pure hatred. So good, man. Because um, it just showed, showed off the endurance and wrestling and you know what I mean? Yeah. Selling, selling your spot, selling each other's um, spots I, and everything. Like, it's, it's I've always always been close to that i'm sorry to cut you off Jerry, but it plays into that iron man matches but uh two out of three falls yeah i've always liked those where it's just that build so wait 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 well iron man matches is iron man matches or last man standing matches have the point system um it's definitely not last man standing because it's just i mean two out of three falls is two out of three falls yeah you know what i mean the best of seven matches or whatever you know what i'm saying that's just Iron Man matches are, you know what I mean, just like our hour-long matches. Yeah. Yeah. Or isn't it, like, because what is it? Or maybe the most most pins, most most pins pins within that hour. Yeah. Yeah, because I know, I think that's how Brett and Sean did it, where they did the whole thing of like, hey, man, let's do this entire hour where no one has a pin or a submission until the very end, I believe. That's what's up. And it was just nutty. But yeah, I've always loved Iron Man matches, for sure. No other, like, personal favorite, all-time Hands down, I love this. War Games. Just the name of it. Yeah. War Games was the shit. War Games. I mean, cool. you would have two. It was fun rings to watch, man. They were always side by fun side. Surrounded is that the by one with the. That's, yeah, that's the one with the cage and they all come out in the corners, right? Like the two. No, rings. that's Elimination Chamber. That's Elimination okay, okay. Chamber. So it's pretty similar to that. This one has two rings. They're side by side and there's a dual cage. Uh, Double side, double cage lowered on top of it, and there's multiple teams that um that have members. Sometimes it's like groups of five against groups of four. Sometimes it's like two groups of three. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's three groups of four. It's like different varieties depending on the group size and what the storyline's been. But on just different minute um, variables, I think it's five minutes. Sometimes three minutes. Another opponent will run in. And join the fray, and it's just <laughs> such a neat. Yeah, they were fun, man. War games were like, a lot of fun. Like, um, cool. I loved, uh, I love Royal Rumbles and Battle Royals. Just yeah. the battle whole over the top thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, love Battle Royals and Royal Rumbles. They were all. I like, I like watching those matches, and I'm just like, okay, so me and my me and my dad, when we we used to watch it, we would always speculate. So yeah. it's like you got this big dude, right? 
Right. And obviously this big dude could just throw these little guys off, but these two little guys team up to get the big dude. Always, <laughs> you know, always. Know how it works. Or it'd be like <laughs> four people teaming up to get the big giant dude out of the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that shit. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Love uh, Royal Rumbles. Uh, I was going to mention it, man, because it's uh, you get the most story out of them in a really cool way. What was it? Going back to it, we always re- reference the greatest Royal Rumble of all time is the 92 one. 92 you got Ric Flair in at number two. It's for yeah. the vacate. It's like the first time it's for the vacated world title, too. So, mm-hmm. like, everyone has a stake in it. You have all your major players there, and then you also have some of your B and C players, and everyone has a shot for it. And it's that really cool idea of Man, the big prize is up for it. And Bobby Heenan on commentary, it just kind of sells this idea of the grandiose. You know, know what match I never, I've always hated though, or in stipulation wise? Inferno. Yeah. Fire matches, Inferno matches. Because it's, I get the spectacle of it. I get the, 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 it's just a little too fake for me. Yeah, and I know, yeah. I know, I know it's not fake. They set Kane got set on fire. Whenever they've done these, mm-hmm. they've actually had people do it. Mm-hmm. But but there's just too much of that suspension of but it's too much. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man. Come on. We don't need this, man. This is a little I get the whole like look how it's stream, it's reached of we're gonna set someone on fire right. at the end of this match. But I go, no, you're no, not though. You're not out on fire. You have to put the fire out. Right. This has gotten to that weird place of yeah we're 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 not quite a sport but we're not quite fantasy either. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I feel like you have to make it either one or the other. Yeah, you know, like you you even yeah. have to be fantasy or you have to be sport because it, it's and it definitely should always I feel like be fantasy more so because you have these guys who are called superstars, right? Yeah, at, at least in WWE. Yeah. Um, and so like you have these extreme characters that you kind of need to promote in an extreme way or it's just it just starts not making sense mm-hmm. so like i mean like you got like freaking this dude undertaker right he's he's a dead person quote unquote and it's like he comes back from the dead that's that doesn't happen yeah it doesn't happen in real life it's real you know? it's real undertaker it's, is fucking real right yeah. and it's real I'll, I'll i'll agree with you they're all characters but they're but the undertaker is real yeah, and if you just—I say I don't want to worry you, man. You're new to wrestling. I, if you just spurt him anymore, he might appear. Exactly. Watch your damn mouth. Yeah. But, but you get what I'm saying, though, right? Definitely. Like, no, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's that step. It's one step above reality. Right. Yeah. In all ways, and it needs yeah. to remain there. Like it needs to make it. It needs to be as if it's like it's it's that whatever they're selling in the real world, right? Like these people are like like pseudo gods among men in a way right mm-hmm. like yeah. if a normal person fought a superstar and we just get buried in one punch type of thing uh right. same way with like you had uh the whole hogan and uh ultimate warrior era where these people are like like you said with we are gods among men written yeah. in the stars were just these huge monumental figures and that's mm-hmm. how they're they were they were depicted and played as and, you, and you're right that's how they should be it's it's like watching a live action marvel movie in a way right yeah and, and done right, you do see, like, look at the forces of evil fight the forces of good. 
Uh, but to get back to um, but yeah, some more some more matches. Um, just steel cage matches in general. That's such a classic. It's such a good, it's such a classic, and match. it's such yeah. a good blow off match of like it's yeah. me and you and we're trapped and there's it's always you, there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Me and you. And the heels been um, really swarmy and cheated. Yes. You know if like if they've had yes. run ins. If they've like, had right. a lot of weapons thrown into them. Mm-hmm. If That's the one where you have to climb over the cage, right? Uh, there's a few styles. There's a couple yeah. of different, yeah, there's and then like Hell in the Cell is the one where you got to go through the door. Uh, no, because uh, there's a few different ways. There's, there's certain okay. cage matches, even if you do, you can climb to the top, but it's still a one, two, three victory. Oh, you okay, okay. quite win. And those are like big blow-offs. Like Cody Rhodes and Wardlow had a huge one on Dynamite a few months back. Mm-hmm. And it ended with this huge spot where uh, Cody Rhodes climbed to the top of it and did a bat flip from the top of the cage onto Wardlow. Yeah. And it was incredible to see. And then he climbed back on top of it and did this huge celebration. Like, just don't fall right now, man. Everything looks cool mm-hmm. as long as you don't fall. Yeah. And it looked pretty cool the whole way. crazy. Um, yeah, no, still cage like, matches. I've always loved them. Uh, Hell in a Cell, sticking on, on it, because uh, you're right, Isaiah, Hell in a Cell also ends in pinfall. Okay. Because uh, Mick Foley nearly died in 99 right? When he, at his King of the Rain one, because that's the one where uh, it's him versus Undertaker. And they've already gone outside of, the, outside of the ring, outside of the cage even, and they've climbed on top of it. And Undertaker, oh, given, yeah, you probably have seen, the yeah, 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 yeah. You were watching around that time. Mm-hmm. Undertaker gives him the choke slam off, yeah, yeah, and he goes through the cage, and you just sit there. I remember watching that as a kid, going, yo, it's a man die, it's crazy. <laughs> Do you guys remember the promos from the from the DVDs when they were like, Don't try this at home? And they would always show that clip of Nick yeah. <laughs> Foley falling off the top, <laughs> just being thrown off, going, Yeah, don't worry, I'm not gonna be able to find like, a... um, I'm not gonna try that shit at home. At all. Uh, I, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Hey, I, yeah. I remember, I can't remember what event it was at. It might, I think it was an in your house, bad blood. It was one of the in your house that had like a, one of those very variety of violent names WWE was throwing at everything that was still WWF. Um, but it was Kane versus Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. in a first blood match. And first blood matches, when you see how easily people can bleed and blade, first blood, first blood matches, matches kind of lose yeah. their their appeal when you go, man, you just fell off the rain and cut yourself. Shouldn't it be easy to do this? Right. But I remember, because, you know, if you guys remember, Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestled in just solid black trunks. Mm-hmm. He had his boots, he had his knee pads, he had trunks. That was it. Nope. And Kane had a giant onesie singlet with his arm exposed. And I'm like, all right, well, this is already unfavorable for my favorite wrestler at the time. And when I'm watching this, this is 100% legit real to me. Of course. When Stone Cold Steve Austin leaves, he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kane is a disfigured monster that's just hanging out in the boiler rooms of all of these places. I'm not really trying to think. I'm not trying to connect A to B. I just know A and B exist. Right, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um. And I remember watching as a kid, we've rented this pay-per-view event and Kane walks out and he's in his in normal get-up, his normal co- costume, but now there's another sleeve that goes all the way to his hand. And the only thing exposed on his entire body in a first blood match is his like left bare hand. And his suit's already like blood red to begin with. Yeah. 
and I just freak out, man. I I I throw it. I throw a tantrum. Yeah. Real bad. <laughs> um. That's good stuff, man. Like, dude, it's, it's one of those like stipulation it, 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 when wrestling did what wrestling's supposed to do. It, mm-hmm. it 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 drove a dramatic response out of me. It's what we want yeah. to see out of you, Isaiah. When you when you start watching, you become a mark out of making a mark for wrestling. Yeah, yeah no, nah, that's gonna be cool, man. I can't. It's, I can't. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun. And just some just rapid fire. My bad. Just some of these stipulations that you know. What I mean, I re- just remembering um. Uh, like uh, like parking lot brawl matches were always good. Just Survivor had a great one of those with uh, Proud and Powerful and the Best Friends on an episode of Dynamite. Survivor yeah. Series was good. I tell you what, though, after this last this year, last year's Money in the Bank, I, I don't give a damn about that anymore. I uh, yeah, hey, Money in the Bank, Otis, Otis, Money in the Bank, and Money Otis? in the Bank. Get that get F, the out, F of out of my wrestling. wrestling for sure. Hell yeah. Word up, but yeah, that's just a couple more just throughout there, and there's so many more we didn't touch on. No, man, there it just goes on and on. We can ramble and rant about them yeah. all. It, I mean, even down no to just like false count anywhere matches, yep. anywhere down to to like Texas. Uh, remember, oh shit, you remember uh, Eddie Guerrero and fuck Eddie Guerrero and uh, uh, uh did the Texas Bull Texas Bull Rope match, yeah, you know, with their tall die collar, but with, you got to. You got to touch all four corners. Yeah. Oh, with, with, uh, with, uh, with JBL. Uh, JBL. JBL. Yeah. 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 yeah Holy shit. And he that busted open. It's when JBL beat him for the title because JBL touched the title, uh, touched the final corner first as he jumped over him. He jumped over. Um, another one to mention that needs to always come up if you're talking about stipulations. Yep. Rick Steiner, Buff Badwell, a uh, Judy Badwell on a forklift match. There. Effing Wrestling mentioned the dumbest. No, right. one of the 10 dumbest things WCW ever did. Well, there we go, folks. That's a perfect way to end this episode today. <laughs> this week. Isaiah, Isaiah, we look forward to forward hearing forward to all next your week. thoughts yep. next week. We'll with you next week. Thank you Thank for you coming. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate Thank you. <laughs> and all y'all for joining us this week. Chase, thank you, sir. Thank Always you. Always good. Uh, always good to talk to you about a little bit of that. <laughs> that was awkward as shit. Look, <laughs> what happened? That, that, we both trying to close it out, but that was like, hey, look, how about this? That was a great episode of Evan Rest. <laughs> <laughs>